if, if you reach a place where you're content, you know, with the content you're making and all of that, and you, you gradually retire, it's a, it, it just happens automatically. You feel it like one day you're going to have responsibilities. Probably if I have kids and this thing, the vibe might not make sense to me anymore. You know, after a point of time, I would obviously give the torch bearing to somebody else who's younger, who kind of gets that space and you, you get old, I guess, you know, and life happens to you. So uh, that's when it's enough. I guess you transition. head intelligibly <laughs> as a father on this call. He is nodding yes, his head yes, intelligibly. Yes. <laughs> so, I think the way, we're, the way we're trying to do that maybe is that we're in that space right now. One very important thing I think in advertising, I think in being a creative in general, your inner child should always be alive. All views and opinions expressed in this podcast are not meant to offend or hurt the sentiments of including but not limited to any person living or dead, religion or ethnic group, community or country. The primary purpose of this podcast is to build a cultural bridge and shed a light on the similarities we share with our friends from across the border. Welcome to our next episode of 883 to Infinity. It's your hosts Umair and me and today we're talking about youth culture. We've got two very interesting guests on our show today. Uh, our first two guests from the Pakistan side of the border are Shams and Abdullah. How did you guys actually connect Shams and Asad? How did you guys end up connecting? Yeah, I'm curious about that too. I think uh, I saw one video which uh, Shams had released. So I'd seen a video of fatwas which was like super fucking cool and I was like so impressed and I I just wanted to know who made it and then um, Shams was credited on it and you know right now she's pointing at Abdullah so uh, that was uh, impressive work which caught my eye and I was like okay uh, I want to know who the creators are and then we got talking and I realized that uh, they're doing this stuff in uh, an Indian country and it was quite uh, quite something and I was like we should definitely catch up and collaborate and I told her about what I was doing with the vibe and stuff like that and right. that's how it got introduced yeah what video was that we'll talk about the video and like why it caught your eye as well yeah 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 uh it was i think it was uh their clothing line and they had this skaters skating these empty streets during the I lockdown i think you saw it on the homegrown web on their page uh, they uh yeah i think yeah they they you know featured it yeah so yeah. that's where that you know that's how we got talking i remember yeah, talking, um, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, they've been really great in supporting yeah. our very humble steps into this very competitive space. So that's basically brownie points for you guys across the border because you guys actually help to validate what we're trying to do. Because uh, you could see that we're trying to do something different. Yeah, um, thank you, like Asad, for reaching out on Instagram. I mean, we just have a bigger audience. That's why, you know, we're, we're equally looking to be validated on the other side as well. So... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I so, think it's just a little trickier because um, people seem to be handheld a lot here, right, Abdullah, mm-hmm. um, when it comes to narrative and content because people are used to a certain kind of style or format. So Abdullah and I have kind of put our brains together uh, from two, actually I'm from London and he's born and bred in Karachi in Pakistan. That's lovely. But we mm-hmm. kind of came together two years ago. Yeah. Two years ago. So I packed up my stuff from London and I came to uh, Pakistan in 2019. And prior to that, we were to give introductions about what we do. I've been in advertising 
for 10 years. Um, that's kind of how I make my bread and butter. And then my father thought I was mad. I kind of still think I am mad for doing this, but um, it's something that I caught up in my bedroom with my sister and I packed up and came here. And since then, we've been on this journey together. I mean, I met Abdullah in the summer of 2019. Yes. I'd seen a video of his, my sister had shown it and I really liked it. And I was like, I really want to meet this guy. And uh, <laughs> 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 I was like one of us. Huh? <laughs> 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 I was like, he's gone. <laughs> And then we had a good talk. And, and then, the London uh, girl was fully judging him. Like, what is this? I don't care. But then we had 3-4 months. But you left a lasting impression, bro. He remembered the Yeah, I don't find anything like weird about it, by the way. Exactly. It's a Karachi thing. It's like, I'll say, oh, he's one of us. So anyway, I, um, four or five months, I didn't really speak to him after that because I was really busy putting, assembling stuff together, getting the right people, trying to make a narrative more watertight. And it was, it still is a labor of love because I think our scent is slow compared to other brands out slow there. Brand. Because we're not trying to, we're not trying to do what others are doing in terms of when it comes to streetwear and street culture. We come from two different countries where street culture is a lot different. But when I look at London and I look at Karachi, there are very big similarities in certain things. We both are very ethnically diverse cultures. Mm. And uh, that kind of struck out for me. And I regularly, I even worked here. I even studied here as a child and I've never got Karachi out of my system. It's something that's there for life. And I worked really hard in London. Abdullah works super hard all the time, if I can say that for him. <laughs> but like when I left uh, Karachi and I went back and I worked with all these multinationals and all these Gora people, I don't know if you agree with this, but they just don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> and that was really it it used to come a point in anything i used to do creatively i was like they don't get it mm, and they will never mm, get it and yeah. it came a point i was like i don't think i need to justify my um culture or my color or my ethnicity why should i have to do that because i know so, it more shams we're going to come back to you know you said they don't get it we're going to come back to what it is right and yeah, i think that's yeah. the crux of our conversation <laughs> i want to actually tag abdullah and abdullah you know shams said that you'd been working really hard and you'd been grinding and fir ye chappal mein aa gaya banda so what were you grinding and what, what were you doing <laughs> before the chappal day happened I, I haven't been working hard i hadn't been working hard as well usse se pehle main Basically, I had just come back to Karachi from Turkey. Ankara, I was doing my undergrad in business management. So, basically, that's when the grind started. I wanted to... I was applying to banks for jobs and stuff. Aside, oh, I was getting into music production. Well, obviously, the bank didn't give you the job looking at the chappas and the mojas. Exactly, obviously, yeah. <laughs> that was a given. Right? <laughs> really, the job. But I had a question. A uh, Bitcoin investment was made what time mil gaya basically yeah. mujhe music production or video production pe focus karne ke liye okay so we're going to do a separate episode bitcoin to abhi jeeta hai yaar matlab like ab tum bitcoin ha main usse pehle haar gaya tha usme oh damn yaar ye to full 
Yeah, I reached out to him and I was in London and my sister was visiting um, London and she said that if you want to do this the way you're imagining it to do to like create the whole thing then you need the right kind of people on your side who get it and then it was just a really I think it just kind of fit fit really well like when we met it also I think it's very important that we clash a lot in our in our views and everything but I think that's healthy but we somehow consume the same kind of media hmm. uh, online there's something or the other that is that i think maine bhi kuch kehna tha and shams basically laid out a whole plan for me to easily matlab wo cheeze nikalne ke liye ek body of for example meri creative values were aligned ha hamare creative values aligned and that's the right word yeah and that's very rare beautiful thing to find anywhere i think oh absolutely you're speaking to three other advertising guys here we all know the grind लेकिन it's too cryptic <laughs> what is this <laughs> what is the vibe no i keep saying that that's something i keep doing what's this uh, my friends also <laughs> don't take my case in that instance but yeah uh, parents don't uh, you know usually understand i come from a business family and my dad had uh, poultry farms and sheep farms and you know for me wow. to you know do this is it's just out of his uh, whole uh, entrepreneurial skill to understand how is he going to ever make money you know that's the question pretty much every parent has over here yeah, yeah. so uh, that was the scene and i i took up media studies i uh, went to symbiosis uh, in pune fine university here and then after that i started working in films advertising and stuff like that and i was working for this filmmaker dibakar banerji and uh, he okay. was making this movie called love sex or dhoka It's the story of our lives, types, <laughs> you know. So acronym for which is LSD, by the way. LSD, yeah. It was called LSD, and you know, uh, it was a pretty epic experience. I was lucky to, you know, score a, a good job there, and uh, I kind of learned quite a bit there. And then no uh, pun on when... the word score over there. Yeah. क्या सीखा तुमने सर? Love, sex, and धोखा सीखी. Great. You're ready for advertising. आजा. Alright. Uh, so uh, this uh, once once I did that, I went to Hyderabad. Uh, I couldn't, you know, sustain myself in Bombay. Bombay being a hectic city here, but it was like the media hub. Uh, it was just not cutting it for me. And I went to Hyderabad and I started a, a video production unit called Shoelace Films. And uh, I was just hustling the regular video gigs, doing corporate stuff, and you know, internal communication for. So we found the first like, difference. chappal and shoelace yeah. <laughs> so but somehow you know it was very funny because i kept the name shoelace films people thought you know okay you approach him with 
shoestring budgets. So I got very stereotyped in that. Oh uh, damn, huh? I was like, so I hated it, you know. So I uh, I kind of wanted to change very quickly and get out of that. But uh, I stuck with Shoelace for around three four years, and we the the team there that I had built, we kind of all just unanimously just got bored and fed up with the you know we were doing for. corporates and all the other stuff that we were doing we said dude why are we not creating something that we'd like to watch and you know what we'd like to consume and we just didn't find it there anywhere in that time you know and then we set out and uh, made this travel log across the lower himalayas called way back home and uh, that really took off for us and uh, we kind of got it on to that time there was a channel called MTV Indies they were you know kind of the biggest mouthpiece for youth culture back then at least i think what we're talking about 2013 12 uh, so that's when uh, we kind of got popular in that sense and i came to bombay and that was my ticket back to bombay and then i set up uh, something called the wide because we were marketing that show and we saw a lot of people subscribing to the ideologies in that show and uh, then uh, we saw uh, that being carried on to the other productions we were doing you know it was very lifestyle led and you know it was travel and spiritual and that sort of you know authenticity was the common thread i would say you know that was coming out in our content and it was very authentic and uh, obviously we were giving it the aesthetics and the stylistic chops to you know make it appealing to uh, younger folks and uh, that caught on and we said okay the, there is a vibe to all these videos so we said we'll call it the vibe and you know nice set up uh, very vibey vibe, yeah <laughs> and they are now it's like kind of the most frequently used word i guess so everyone's got a vibe <laughs> yeah it's a much better choice than yeah. shoeless yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Hashtag #vibes <laughs> <laughs> No, but on that note, you know, Shams, you were saying that uh, when you were in London, you re- realized that when you were working for the Goras, they just didn't get it, right? So when we come back to just didn't get it, what did they get, and what was your interpretation of it that you came back to Karachi and then you met Abdullah and then you guys translated that into your vision for Fatwa? So what was your journey like? It was uh, hopeful and frustrating. ऐसे जाता था, and I think if you trace back this is maybe okay i think it's a it's a common trope but i think there is some truth in it that i know mean we read about it all the time now because if you read like what's happening with the black lives matter movement and how they've kind of really galvanized as a movement ke bhai hame recognize karo for everything that we've done for the culture irrespective if you're in europe or in america i've noticed um, and this is a credit to indian people and i would say example sikh the sikh community they have really owned their culture they have really um spread their culture i mean in london alone people are extremely proud to be indian for example but when i look at my own people unfortunately everywhere i've turned there is this slight hesitance i would say to be pakistani and there is this great desire to be something that they're not imposter syndrome keh le ya colonial chip on the shoulder kehle jo bhi kehle there is this desire to constantly meet the expectation of the white man and um not saying that pakistani people and british pakistanis are not proud of their culture i'm not saying that but majority wise even if you look at the success stories we haven't done as well and that comes down primarily to education post partition mm-hmm. lot of people have not 
we have not educated our women for example we haven't done the same we haven't invested the same amount and uski wajah se there is this huge lag and when i used to come back mm. to pakistan i used to see actually pakistan mein there is more modernity surprisingly and a greater kya kahenge capacity for open thoughts than back home in london ek ajeeb like time warp mein phase hai i would include my own family in it and that used to frustrate me and when i used to go into work there was always this point ke because i worked with worked with various places and one of the places i worked with was um well i would say it was politically inclined they had connections with various really high upper officials i can't really talk about that but i realized that um when i was trying to work and convert the mindset there as a young person uh, back then they were very resistant they would be like no but this is not the kind of muslim that we are aspiring to kind of create you know this is what we think a muslim should be or we don't want riz khan we want someone less moderate more radical and then they'd see fi- funny things like uh, you're a moderate muslim is it because maybe you drink you know or i don't know or you change the color of your hair you're moderate i was like what does that even mean i'm like if i'm moderate then what are you are you are you a moderate white person is people us jis pe wo bilkul confused ho jate the and they were like what does that mean i was like i'm just mm. flipping the question back at you you're asking me about my identity or my culture and i'm flipping it back on you because your culture and your identities are based on us you are where you are today because of us so when a lot of the times um, right now in advertising especially the reason mm. i feel agencies are struggling is because there is this great movement for young people especially of all nationalities and color that they are reclaiming the narrative mm. they're saying i don't want a white person telling me or deciding for me what i should be or what my culture should be yeah. i've had enough of that yeah. so there's this huge exodus kehle movement kehle iski wajah se the big agency culture is crumbling from the inside because they don't know how to figure it out so you know so it's interesting you say people, with advertising actually because ad- all of advertising actually stems from cultural insight right like when you start writing totally. the script yeah, yeah you start right you've got to pick up on the cultural insight of your tg and whoever that may be and it's interesting because you said that uh, and we see this with desis as well right that you've got stereotypes about desis in india and stereotypes about desis outside of india i'm not talking about any specific community over here and like i personally have a lot of family all around the world and you know sindhis are a very well traveled community and i'm sure you know asad will relate this uh, to a lot of his friends and family who live in outside parts outside of india as well other parts of the world and we noticed that a lot of the indians who live outside are actually trying to cling to their indian roots right call it culture call it heritage call it what you want but is a sense of belonging it's a sense of like ownership of their idea of in, an indian culture and maybe they just they just don't know what indian culture is today right in terms of its open mindedness in terms of you, you know uh, where it's kind of evolved and we see this as well so do you think that you know when you said that you know when when you lived in london for instance and you saw pakistanis who had a different idea of culture in context to is probably because they're just not up to date with what the idea of culture is in pakistan i would imagine that would be the same with any community with any country that's got massive expat populations and also because countries like ours right we have very very new expat populations post independence indians inherently have not been a, or south asians inherently have not been a migrant population you know like i have friends in the us who are for 
fourth generation and fifth generation Germans or Irish or whatever it may be, right? Who, you know, migrated maybe two, three hundred years ago to different parts of the world. And with South Asians, we started our migration maybe what, 50, 60, 70, maximum 100, 120 years ago. So I guess because we're also young populations in terms of our migration, there's a sense of like rooting yourself to culture and belonging and therefore this massive disconnect between what my idea of culture is and what culture really is. Maybe that's something that you noticed as well while you were, you know, spending your, spending your time in London. Yeah, I mean, there is this great desire to hold on. But I feel like, especially post-September 11th, I'm sorry if I'm touching slightly shaky territory, but that is also because we are a 90s generation, Abdullah and I. So we have mm. seen a different kind of Muslim, a different kind of brown person. So like when I went back to England, I was 11. And that was a very weird time for me. And um, I came from a place of being very super confident and loving Pakistan. Just to give us and context, back, when was that? Which year? September 11, 2001. One. One. 2001. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you went back to the UK? In? Yeah, at that very pivotal point. And it okay, was interesting it. because I was in a school and I was in a community and I was very much well-loved and I loved Pakistan. And then I went back and I saw my own people rejecting me because I didn't fit the idea that from Pakistan, it was like, no, but you have to be this kind of way. And I was like, why? There are all kinds of people coming from our country. So there was this huge resistance to being accepted. Also, maybe a lot of my Muslim friends or colleagues at school, etc. I would wear a skirt, they would wear trousers and the hijab, I would not. But there was this, not this, there was this very weird time. I think you all maybe understand the kafi sal ka time tha where we went through this weird identity crisis. Like, uh, and we had to give up or reject or suppress. And now there's this weird upsurge happening again where, abhi um, I baat kari thi, I feel like Pakistan is going through the the 60s and mm, the 70s wala scene hamara chal rai right now, basically, Lovely. in Pakistan. That's an exciting... I mean, I might agree with this also. <laughs> like, we're going through this weird kind of 70s yeah. thing right now. Yeah, yeah, I'm taking out my bell bottoms, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's uh, it's interesting. So, as a, do, like, as a content creator, the way you work in Vibe, so uh, like uh, Shams was saying, so a lot of um, the way we are perceived is actually a lot of it is molded by media, right? So there's a there's a big giant elephant, the mainstream media that molds us as Pakistanis or as Indians to the rest of the world. And then there's people like you guys. So you guys have your own spin on the way you portray the youth of your environment and of your nation. So isn't that like a, I, I don't know, isn't that like a huge responsibility? What if you get it wrong? There's no right or wrong, I would say, you know, everyone's expressing uh, and it's kind of evolving space pretty much, you know, everyone's trying to find their voice. And, you know, I think I draw back to authenticity. It's not like if I can totally relate to, you know, what Shams just said. Uh, I mean, she went back to UK after 9-11. I think that could be, could have been a traumatizing experience. And uh I at least come from I'm being an Indian Muslim here in uh, this thing, I've all I've never been exposed to, you know, that sort of a treatment ever, you know, like I only have, I, I hardly have any Muslim friends. And I went to, you know, boarding school, which was uh, fully Catholic bread and stuff like that. We used to go for mass and, you know, all these other things. And I like today when I come back home, 
I'm also, you know, secluded and say that, okay, they classify me and box me in this. Okay. He's a modern Muslim, you know, he drinks, modern. he's more moderate, modern, moderate Muslim. And, you know, <laughs> you're kafir. so my friends yeah. call me, you know, so, yeah. so that's, uh, that's the kind of thing. But I feel like, you know, the responsibility is, I guess, uh, the summation of your experiences and how you have, you know, uh, experienced life to express uh, through your content, right? Uh, how you've mm. seen it. Fortunately for me, I've seen a lot of nice things and I kind of try to bring that niceness in the content. You know, I'm a big nature freak. I'm, we love the outdoors and stuff like that. So it's always been travel that's, you know, kind of expanded our horizons to, you know, think beyond what is within your realm and, you know, that exploring nature kind of caught on with us as uh, creators. And we said, you know, you can't box and limit your thoughts to certain things. If you know something a certain way, maybe there is a different way. So I don't think we feel that pressure. We just go with the flow and, you know, tell the stories we want to tell. Now that's interesting because I think what you're saying, Asad, effectively is that, you know, as a result, we are young cultures and we're discovering ourselves, right? As we go yeah. and exposure helps you discover yourself and experiences help you discover yourself. And, you know, Shams made an interesting point previously when she spoke about the colonial hangover as well, which I mean, as much as we try and deny, still very much sits at some level of underline, you know, with both our communities, I'm sure on both sides of the border, because we were in the same situation for 190 years. But, you know, let's fast track to 2020, 2021, actually, where we're sitting today. And there's, you know, this underlining sentiment of colonial hangover, there's the idea of what Sham said, an ideal, you know, uh, whatever Pakistani or ideal Indian should be. And there's this place in 2021, where we're at today. So Abdullah, if you had to try and put it in words, you know, where do you think we as the youth of this subcontinent are with respect to the identification of our own culture today. I think so it's, very, it's been like 70 years since the partition. So I think we've kind of distanced ourselves emotionally, this particular generation, especially. And as it progresses, I see the new generation has totally sort of um, disconnected from the whole default dushmani wala jo emotion. Tha. So I think it's a, it's a better place to be than it was for example, 20 years ago. Are you sure though? I mean, both of you are, um, you've been abroad for a while. You've seen that viral clip of that lady in that school, right? Grave. <laughs> uh, right? Grave. You know what I'm talking about. Right? Oh, yeah, I don't want to make fun of her. Oh, grave, right? So, so, so you can see, I mean, presumably that's from uh, some school in the, in Saudi or in, something, in, right? Uh, Qatar or some, uh, Qatar or Qatar, something, one of these yeah. Middle Eastern countries. Uh, but you, you can see that the, the animosity is still kind of there. I mean, these are young kids. They don't know what, what's going on there. So, I think that there's a big shift. I think we are at a better place than we were. Like, I think uh, we're more conscious of I think we'll figure out figure out at this point. Propaganda. And then I mean, example, look at Russia, for example. Bloody Tsar, Putin, demigod. If you look at also the literature of countries which are controlled and indoctrinated and brainwashed, the greatest thinkers and writers and movements and breakthroughs because if you have no resistance to anything, there is no point of mm. figuring out new solutions, right? And 
I am I I can only hope and pray that people like us we are just maybe opening the doors we are just door openers right now for the future generations hamara job hai not to hum bhi baith jaye ki oh we are like the ambassadors like or like game of thrones wala ye hamari kursi hai hamara job hai ki hum as being conscious of uh, media consumers we create avenues for younger people that they are everyone's online now corona ne ek cheez kar di hai the words become minuscule it's like this now we're like all talking on this zoom thing i think operations and medical procedures we have zoom so or i mean this is like it's got a negative side and then it's got the positive side right sure. so what i'm trying to say is that i think as um, ambassadors or of of change what all we can do is just create something which will allow kids to consume and open their eyes that there is another side there is not the grape lady wala side only there is other views and other aspirations and other uh, professions that they can mm. call their own and make an impact in yes we have our scientists and our you know army and all that but we need art we need literature we need music we need those things to be human uske bagair kuch nahi hai and as i said like any great i mean any country that has had extreme control in every avenue of life i read a lot of books maine literature padhi thi at university that's where all the greatness comes from and i i think that's the only thing we can do for our countries keep the doors open you know even if they're keeping them bolted shut we keep the digital gates open basically because that's where we're headed so I what do what do you guys what are you guys channeling channeling your energy into right now right it's it's about like you said keeping the door open it's about channeling your creativity for expression for the future generations for the youth today what are you guys channeling your your energy into nowadays What are you working on right now? I think very अच्छी चीज बोली about our view of what youth should be. The weird thing about fatwa was we didn't actually get people to act. We just captured whatever was there. Mm-hmm. None of mm-hmm. the kids like I mean I actually talked to all these young people. Some of them are my friends now. One of them recently wanted me to adopt a puppy. Like mm-hmm. she lives nearby. It's kind of and we call her the alien of the group. I feel like she is the youngest, but she's the most wise. She says these really like revelatory things. and during this whole project because it started off as a project it was not a brand it was not anything it was a project of creative values coming together and we just had chats with all the people and these are all the right people i think the young people who are of the of who represent the youth pakistan is predominantly a youth based country hamari population mm. young hai lekin hamari koi cheez young nahi hai hame koi avenues nahi hai ya I mean, जब से कोरोना हुआ है, I realized in this city alone there are no places for people to go and sit and work or collaborate. It's very hard. We have one or two like T2F हो गया, for example. We need more of those places where people can come together and create stuff. And when we filmed this whole thing, I had concepts. I wrote some ideas down. We went, we shot everything. It was all very organic. there was nothing i mean people might say it's pretentious i mean people had issues with the skateboarding thing our aim was just to show that there's so much great stuff happening in this city alone bachche apni apni cheeze kar rahe hain lekin sadly government officials people in power people with money have created no avenues for these young people and that is why even in this country today since corona has happened mental health has become such a huge issue we are not taking that into consideration so many young people are hurting and going into bad things and through these concepts in fatwa because fatwa ke jo word ka origin it means youth actually if you read into it 
There's a whole, actually the whole. Really? Uh, wow. Yeah, the whole crux of it means youth. I mean, actually took it out for you guys on my phone. Where it oh, all yeah? started from. It means youth, newness, clarification, explanation. A really, that's words. that's the official meaning. No, that's the word. Fatwa comes from the Arabic root of F T Y, and its meaning is this. I mean, we have hijacked Salman Rushdie, oh. satanic verses, off with his head, Iran, all that. The West has basically taken it and hijacked the meaning. Co-opted it, right? Yeah, like they always do. And we have done it But when I read it, I was like, this is very interesting. It's very radical. Yes, it makes people stop. And then it just made sense, I guess, mm. because each kid here is a story. I mean, you'd say the same, right? Asad in 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 Mobambe, her bacha ek kahani hai, and we should be doing or telling their stories and showing the things that matter to them. I mean, we might not be even doing it right. Mujhe to kabi kabar ye bhi lagta hai. Maybe it's too. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Interpretation, how do we make it more about genuine, them genuine yes that's the, and that's why i think our growth ascension is so slow hai, because we're constantly looking at these things soch soch, soch because we're not pandering to commercial or like the other big brands which is they're doing great stuff but we're not hmm. trying to aspire to be like them and that's why we keep going back to the drawing board. Okay, what is street culture? What does street identity mean? What does the diaspora mean? And when I came from London, I street culture. I have a lot of black friends. They taught me a lot about street culture, about identity, and how proud they are of their identity. And that's where it all kind of came from. I actually credit them a lot in this journey all the time. And I wanted to take that energy and bring it back to Pakistan and share it with Abdullah. Okay. It's all around us. So how, and we barely cracked the surface. I mean, I'm like, we barely cracked the surface. It's like all the stuff here that we haven't even gotten to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, let, let me take that question of yours and add a little something for Asad, right? So Asad, ye is since you you're you're sitting at the nexus of youth culture and content creation in a way right so is it necessary for this rebellion to be there like is rebellion intrinsically uh, knotted together with creativity because by default creativity is something that is off the beaten path right what what happens when it becomes mainstream so I think, see, we're living in this attention economy, right? So you have to be outlandish to get noticed today. You're not going to, you know, just do the ordinary or pass into uh, mainstream culture with a subcultural identity. You're just not going to be accepted. And that's what makes you stand out. So I think very organically, like she said, you know, organic, authentic, we're talking the same, you know, terms here. So when, when you try and drift towards that ideology, you kind of stand out, you know, because you're bringing a fresh perspective to this mix. It's not about, okay, I want to be like this. I want to, you know, just be indie or subcultural, but your natural form takes that place is what, you know, I feel with most of our ideas and anything that we do. It's like, I keep uh, being told that, you know, you should make your content a little more mainstream. Why celebrities ko lalo? Itna acha aesthetic hai. Why are you only telling the underdog story? Uh, you know, uh, 
uh, why can't we marry subculture and uh, mainstream you know mainstream, we had yeah. Yeah. so mm-hmm. we had a lot so if the mainstream actually approaches it intelligently then you know there is a seamless marriage that can happen between indie and subculture and uh, sorry mainstream and subculture and that can be presented in a very global fashion is what i want to give a couple of examples of your work to kind of you know uh, tell the story better in terms of how you're managing to elaborate on the subculture uh, you know and managing to be responsible with that role as well i mean i mean let's say you know like you take mercedes benz in india for example they're a very mainstream brand and you know you wouldn't figure them to you know fit with subculture yeah. per se right i mean the uh, subculture can't afford a mercedes yeah of let's course. be honest yeah uh, with it but still you know you take that punt to a brand like what we did was we took that punt to a brand like mercedes and said hey here there are seven adventure lifestyle athletes who are who we will you know position as aspirational lifestyle influencers and we're going to tell a series about these guys where there was no infrastructure for these kind of adventure sports in india but they're doing this without any following like what a mainstream cricket kabaddi or you know your other things have and we spun a web series and like really really took that community to the forefront you know of a premium brand so i feel like we uh, took something that was really mainstream there and married it with something that was subcultural and was lapped up very well and very naturally it didn't look i mean apart from the fact that we got a few uh, dms saying that hey we can't afford mercedes you know the yeah. adventure like us uh-huh. when are you making, when are you featuring us we just want to drive the cars and stuff like that <laughs> but barring that i think uh, uh, the mainstream like kind of was in awe of uh, finding out such uh, people existed and such talents were there in our country and that there were these you know homebred heroes you know who are like living their life on their terms and doing their deal and uh, still driving around in mercedes and making them look cool so we kind of took uh, subculture to make the mainstream look cool you know so that was i think revolutionary for me in my experience of what the, some of the campaigns we did like right now also uh, we're doing a campaign for bmw motorrad where we uh, we did like a 3000 km drive to see the first sunrise of the country you know it's called dawn patrol and we took four guys you know on a bike ride across the state of arunachal nice. on the indo china border to see the first sunrise of the country you know so we kind of building those kind of narratives and mainstream is you know now supporting us you know to tell these stories and which otherwise doesn't get financed or noticed and i think if you need to be heard you need to find a smart strategic way to get the mainstream you know buy into your narratives you know and that's how you package mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. and still somehow keep that authenticity and not look like a sell out mm. you know so that's that's the effort at least we try and do you know at the vibe because i mean independently there's only so much you can do mm. and uh, because uh, we, we are starved right in a, like we are an anxious anxious uh, generation that's on instagram and every day we're trying to you know hog this attention throw things out there and do put our different ideas because ultimately you want to be heard and you want to be respected for the views that you have right so uh this is i feel like the idea is it doesn't need to be separate if you find an alignment you should go for it that's what i would you know kind of encourage uh, independent brands and subcultural brands to you know, take 
take those opportunities head on. You know, something very interesting you said is that, uh, you know, mainstream is now beginning to enable it. You gave the example of Mercedes or BMW with the bikes as well. So for a lot of mainstream and, you know, because everyone is kind of established that we've all had a background in advertising and we all understand this mainstream and brand and media and this philosophy that, you know, they follow. For, for mainstream, it's very easy for them to kind of classify or to bucket a subculture as quote unquote cool right? Cool for me is my differentiator. So I show a guy downhill mountain biking or I show a guy jumping from a plane and I'm Mercedes and Mercedes has never gone down that, you know, that beaten path. And they've always stayed safe with driving from here to there and, you know, used, like you said, the anchors and, you know, right from a Michael yeah, Schumacher to... On, let's face it, in India, unfit uncles drive Mercedes, you know, they're like, no... All over the no, world, apparently. <laughs> yeah, like... It's daddy's car, you know, it's not uh, your, you know, the guy but, who's... You know, but the highest consumer of uh, luxury cars around the world in terms of buying is now women. Women buy more cars, which are yeah. of... There is this change, which is a sign of, you know, whatever power or empowerment. Women and farmers both, right? Farmers also buy a lot of luxury cars. In fact, in India, the highest buyers of Mercedes are the farmers in Punjab. They're the richest community. The Mercedes, in fact, the concentration of Mercedes in India is highest in Punjab in the entire country because the farmers have access to that much liquidity. But, you know, I would say um, Mercedes or Mercedes, as they say, the, the brand itself, like globally, they've always have taken creative risks, I, I think. But it starts off to you, Asad, that you took a very real human insight within India and you managed to sell the idea and, yeah. you know, represent the common man with yeah. a very high luxury brand and make it happen. That just goes to show that there is an openness and a risk-taking Bali philosophy in India. Mein hai. I mean, mm. Omer, you tell me, I mean, you run agency, karte ho, ke hamare mulk mein it's people like you who can make it happen. I mean, he can do it with an adventure. You can do it with some skateboarding dude. I don't know. You you can make it happen. Let's go speak to Shanawas. This is interesting. And I have this, I have this question for, for both of you guys, right? So it seems like the hypothesis is that subculture comes easier to youth, to younger people, because we or you depends on how old you think I am. You tend to question things, right? You you question the starts. So if that's the case, what the fuck will happen when we're older and you know the next generation comes and goes, dude, you guys had it all wrong. So they'll come to you, Asad, and say, Yeah, indie type films. So what happens when you become the mainstream and the next generation is the subculture? How will you react then? When cool becomes mainstream. You don't need to be the mainstream if we don't yeah, want to. Exactly. The the way you do that. And is not by forcing your agenda. It's by, as I said, opening the door and maybe listening to what they have to say and giving them that, that platform. We don't have to be mainstream. There's so many older people I know who are more... I normal but I, I think in this side of the world but bahar people are open to people are open to knowing i give you 
I give you a magic wand. नहीं बोलिए आप. And thought thought exercise. I give you a magic wand to both of you guys, and you can the way you the sort of authenticity that you want to put out, it can automatically your your efforts can be magnified, right? So all of the things that you feel are tougher now because there's so much adversity, there's lots of mainstream pressure coming down on you. It's not part of norm, so you can liquidate all of that and actually have things your way. Uh, so your way becomes the norm. But eventually there will be an upstart that comes and says, you know, those guys at Fatwa, man, they're so freaking old-fashioned. ये क्या कर रहे थे काम? So how do you like? Will you will you be defensive or will you go? Yeah, this this is good. This is what I've been waiting for. Here you go, child. Take the torch. Take it forward. The latter. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta you gotta put your ego to the side. I think creativity yeah. me ego nii aa sakti hai. Ti zada varna there's no progression. And that's the problem our country I feel has. Yeah. We put ego before anything else. हम हम जिस तरीके से गाड़ियाँ चलाते हैं for God's sake. Like I mean. Like her cheese may it's like if you're not a certain age you don't have a say at the table, and people like us are trying to say you could be bloody sixteen years old if you have a point which is valid, and it's yes. more valid than a sixty year old. We should be open and have the strength of character to be able to listen and handle that because they might be saying something very hmm. revelatory that we haven't even thought. It's like how oh. many parents के साथ ही every day face करते हैं you know तो जो jump होता है I mean, they're coming from a school of thought. We're coming from a school of thought, and I'm just saying, if I'm even 65, I'm gonna try and stay open. That's my biggest mission in life. If I stay open, I'll probably, hopefully, maybe still stay relevant in some shape or form. I don't sure. think age has got anything to do with it. So I think it's, it's fluidity. Fluid. It's not necessarily uh, rebellion, but la- rather being open to. जाएंगे my entire career right because yeah. at the end of the day we are chasing a pnl we got to run a business hai to hai right we are running a business you know right. so i guess you know at what point for you guys when you all are you know so we are chasing you know running a business and that's you know our dream to build a pnl and build a business and you know kuch ho jata hai but you guys are representatives of culture right what is a representative of culture chase what is motivating you guys to do what you do so what's the kpi for you guys हमने ये चीज किसी से नहीं शुरू की हमने खुद शुरू की है बेसिकली ये हम कॉन्स्टेंटली क्रॉस चेक करते रहते हैं कि I mean, commercialization to a certain extent is important. You need to evolve and adapt, or you'll die out. I mean, you need to have your Mercedes and your BMWs for you to be vibe, right? We are yeah. in that stage right now. We're mm. trying to figure out how do we stay relevant because yahan in Pakistan, to or be small market hai competitivity or be zada hai. People every day chop marte rehte hain. Like, jab se humne shuru kiya, you've seen six other brands start to say the same mantra, but. The thing is, we're like, yeah, good. It shows we're doing something right. But I think the the scary thing is, how does one then cut across the people who have more money, more resources, 
more everything and still do what we're doing and try to remain authentic in some shape or form and handle a bit of commercialization because that when we survive survive but it's handling all that it's like i don't know it's like a designer brand like you look at your balenciaga and your valentino and your christian dior christian dior like bahut purana bahut purana design house they are not they are a designer but they have to still re- remain relevant so they're tapping into what's happening right now right whatever whatever is happening in the world right now so the biggest yeah. thing right now that's happening is sustainability ek bahut badi cheez shuru ho gayi hai i don't know how a designer brand can be sustainable because I'm not going to buy a plastic jacket that costs I don't know $50,000, right? Mm. That's not sustainable for me. Maybe it might yeah. be for a few people. So, it's difficult. I think it's a very fine line, I think. Asad, what about you? Why do you why do you do what? I do? think for me, for me, I think if I can make a difference to a subcultural community and take it mainstream, I think that is success for me, you know? Like if I'm uh, able to evangelize adventure lifestyle here in the country which was completely subcultural and now it's gone mainstream i think we did our work as storytellers you know uh, that's something I, that's that's where i find my gratification personally but i don't think you need to compromise with that authenticity to reach there you know i think if you're confident about how you want to keep and stick to your narrative i think you can see that through and uh, I, i we see that happening it's just that somebody needs to be committed mm. to just take there and keep doing what they're doing you know like uh, we might not make a difference but we're still throwing that you know pebble that'll create create those ripples and you know probably yeah. affect and bring about some sort of a change in mindset so that's that's so acceptance effectively acceptance is the kpi that you're working for saying that you throw the stone the minute the ripple hits the shore means you you've been accepted by the culture has been accepted by the community you know again like it's like i want to be different connotation but uh, it's it's more about you know hey, this is what i think and you know if that influences people in the right way i think that's when you know i feel like we've done something we've we've made a difference of sorts yeah. and when do you know that enough is enough you know i heard an, another very good line in a pitch that i was doing today you know i pitched to someone and i said that you know anyone who's championing the cause of youth culture obviously is in a very nascent stage of their business it's a you know a long long journey that you got to go to before you actually you know you're able to make a, a certain amount of impact in that context and i keep saying hey you know work on small projects small wins demonstrate success pilot 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 you know keep piloting different ideas different concepts and that's how you move forward and you know something is going to stick and something is going to blow up and i was in a pitch today and this investor looks at me and he's like sudeer you know india is a graveyard of pilots you know and i thought to myself <laughs> i thought to myself then how do i know when enough is enough so how do you know when you miss the bus how do you know when you need to take a left turn how do you know when you need to get off the bus ye to nahi pata abhi Damn. I think, like you said, we're we uh, infant brands in that sense to know enough is enough. अभी अभी तो शुरू कर रहे हैं हम लोग. So, yeah, I I think yeah, for me, I feel like uh, you should if if you reach a place where you're content, you know, with the content you're making and all of that, and you you gradually retire. It's a it it just happens automatically. You feel it like one day you're going to have responsibilities. Probably if I have kids and this thing. the vibe might not make sense to me anymore you know after a point of time i would obviously give the torch bearing to somebody else who's younger who kind of gets that space and 
you you get old i guess you know and life happens to you so uh, that's when it's enough i guess Umair you transition mere is not in head intelligibly <laughs> as a father on this call he is not yes, in his head yes, intelligibly yes. <laughs> so, i think the way, where, the way we're trying to do that maybe is that we're in that space right now ek bahut important cheez hai i think in advertising i think in being a creative in general aapka inner child hamesha zinda hona chahiye i feel wo phir usse bahut saari cheezein i feel mean abdullah do you agree with that the inner child inner child wali cheez तो जब आप बच्चे की तरह एक चीज को देखेंगे तो चीजें हमेशा ज्यादा डिफरेंट ही लगेंगी आई थिंक आप बेसिक से बेसिक इट्स लाइक हम ना चलो क्या बेबीज एंड आई एम जस्ट लाइक ओ मे बी लाइक ओके देन दे हैव अ वेरी डीप प्रोफाउंड वे ऑफ थिंकिंग ऑफ थिंग्स आई एम जस्ट लाइक आई एम लाइक आई व्हाई एम आई नॉट एबल टू थिंक आई हैव क्रिएटेड सो मेनी वॉल्स अराउंड मी एंड आई एम कांस्टेंटली ट्राइंग व्हिच मैंने बात बोली ऑफ बीइंग ओपन I think with fatwa uh, what we're constantly trying to do is the whole again when we started we brought young people fresh graduates who are part of this that was kind of the the idea of being in the movement from bird baat karte hain so all the photographers all the models all the help that we had that we kind of brought together they're all young people they're way younger than both of us they're like maybe youngest is 18 oldest was 22 23 fresh out of university so what wow. they would bring to the table was completely different and our job was maybe more to help them finesse the mm. stuff but unke jo ideas your jo i thi wo zyada i would say was more mature than even wo finesse ha so wo bahut achhi jagah hoti hai where aap young bachchon ko ya young logon ko wo jagah de rahe hain which they actually deserve and again in our culture we think we need to earn that or we need to hit a certain age bracket to do that mm. but from where i stood or from when i came from england i was like the kids younger than me who own companies right now you know mm. and they're doing great stuff so that's like that whole philosophy is out of the window of course yeah. you know i mean yeah. we were talking about this i was like snapchat cheese thi ab tiktok cheese hai Soon we'll be seeing TikTok adverts. You know, people mm, will be making again. adverts. Huh? Again, you know? again, the yeah. age of the influencer might be ending, and there might be something new happening. So we're really playing catch up here all the time. Kids are doing crazy stuff. No, absolutely, um, and that's also so because you know, like they say that fear is the biggest enemy of innovation, right? And fears are things that we learn over a period of time. When we are born, we have no fears. statistically speaking we have only two fears when we are born and as we grow every single fear is a learned fear we we learn fear we learn fear of failure we learn fear of rejection we learn fear of lack of acceptance these are all fears that we learn over a period of time and the younger we are the less fears that we have which is why you're so much more prone to get on a skateboard at the age of 6 than at the age of 36 right because you're afraid that you'll fall and you'll break your bones at the age of 6 you're like fuck it dude like i don't even know this fear of falling and breaking my bones if i do it i'm fine i'll get up and you know and and i use skateboarding as an example because that's how you guys finally connected and as i said i know you've done a lot of work in skateboarding as well and that's how you managed to find fatwa through their firm as well so i'm sure there's a massive overlap you know in coming back to cultural insight you know skateboarding is one peg that caught your eye and attention asad i'm sure there's a lot of other cultural insight that we overlap and we see as similarities between 
between you know our cultures where effectively you know what what Omer and I have tried to establish over the last few episodes is is that we're effectively the same set of people we've got the same you know language history culture etc blah 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 so from the perspective of the youth asad according to you what do you think the similarities are that you've noticed as you know as someone who works in this space of really celebrating culture between the youth on both sides so i think it's just not on both sides but universally you know there is this galvanizing galvanization happening that you know you can't just ignore the youth anymore right you you have to like hear them out i mean in every sphere if you see you know be it conservation you, you i mean you didn't have somebody like a greta thunberg uh 10 years back right you have her today and you know there is a really powerful voice there because uh, i mean look at our country we are the world's youth capital we have the largest population in terms of youth today so there is no ignoring that you know and i feel like that's that's what's going to push through you know and uh, the influence you create in this culture is very very significant and i feel like there are huge brands investing a lot of mainstream brands ready to you know propel that and have a piece of that action you know there's a lot of minds that are at play to you know kind of program it and capture this attention you know of the you because that's if you if somebody has that influence it's a very big responsibility you know to push it in the right direction and i think that comes with a lot of weightage and you should have that integrity to you know uh, do justice to it you should have a consciousness you know to say that okay you know i need to do the right thing and that's really important you know it so, also comes with so much purchasing power right because all of a sudden the youth has access to liquidity and they've got purchasing power which is why the brands are chasing them saying hey look let's get a piece of that action because they're going to come back okay. and dovetail into my story and my brand and eventually start financing my business goals uh, abdullah what about you yeah <laughs> so we mai humne bola tha ki advertising podcast nahi hoga aur dekho brands ke piche lage hue <laughs> at this point i just want to be a farmer are you sure they buy more mercedes than that any other like demographic i want to be har episode mein hi hota hai we have you said something like that right you said yeah, something about farmers absolutely 100 har episode mein hi hota hai so we every episode i i, I get this fomo that uh, i should be something else now i feel like i shouldn't be in a running agency i should have a youth culture collaborative studio thing that you guys are doing sounds so cool you can do it with us um i was going to say that uh, i think nike is a good brand even though they sell shoes but i think powerful brands who know what's happening and know how to stay relevant and are making money ab sahi baat keh rahe hain ke in the youth has a huge is a huge catalyst for Uh, buying power now they have a huge say that those times are gone um, and the biggest power is now that social media ye hamare jo phones hain you know uh, that really help the whole i i think we've changed a lot like maybe padhi thi kahin that corona for example has transformed our consumption behavior massively from what we thought were needed to usko kehte hain cocoon culture i don't know maybe you've heard of the term so since we started like working from home and living more at home the necessities for for life have changed a lot too so the way we approach food has become more important clothes has become more important like clothes money fashion wale clothes but clothes which are comfortable like which we can lounge around in beauty wise also we're looking at more organic things you know around that healthy environment thanks to maybe greta 
Thunberg and various other people who are looking at um, how are we being more uh, responsible and observant of our carbon footprint. Because since Corona's happened, people have started flying less. People have started walking more. Last year, I was stuck in London for five months. There has been a huge shift in the way people approach consumption. Um, I think more so even, I mean, Pakistan may be where I think, you know? ہولڈ <laughs> <laughs> Uh, maybe we're not allowed to, which is the most obvious answer. We hope that through our content and through our work, people can start feeling proud of uh, the position they hold and what they can possibly do and not wait to be a 30 or a 40 or a 50 year old to start doing it right now. That's hey, this is not going to say 30 year olds. I don't, I don't, it's not like I'm, I, I mean. مطلب It's a disqualifying question. Like I get a, 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 an interview if I'm interviewing someone and I ask them, oh, so, you know, what sort of advertising do you like? What's your favorite? This is Nike. I'm like, huh, how unimaginative. Yeah, sure. Okay, Nike do karta hai. But let me ask you this. So there's another big uh, platform, let's say, or brand in called TikTok, right? So TikTok now banned in India. With, is it, right? Yeah. It's banned in India for a while now. It was banned in Pakistan for a while also. It's... it's pre- uh-huh. predominantly but it was quite a big thing there for a while right am i right asad and savir yeah yeah it was huge yeah, yeah. yeah it was huge so so let me ask you this it's largely a it's largely a youth based platform there's content being created and it's largely being done by a mass of youth how do you feel about that sort of i mean it's not exactly authentic but how do you feel about that it seems to be like opposed to the sort of aesthetic or the sort of authenticity that you guys have been promoting on your your content so yeah one go ahead Please, go for it no you go for it so i'm actually really happy that tiktok has been banned in india to be personally oh, yeah. Uh, yeah to be <laughs> very very honest about it don't uh, you're just not young enough subir that's the problem possible possible i'm sure even on this uh, shitty uh, resolution you can still see all the white hair in my daddy but uh, i'm very <laughs> happy that tiktok actually got banned in uh, india and uh, i mean if if you've looked at the content on tiktok you'll as as a bunch of content creators sitting on this call i mean i'm sure we'll resonate as to why we're really happy but you know to go back to your question umair you know it's not about uh, the aesthetic that someone is trying to champion right what tiktok did is it revolutionized or I I should say it should it democratized that's the word that's the right word expression 
very simplistically speaking right because you talk about youth and obviously the youth is the largest populace in our country in both our countries today and obviously we are digital natives and digital first and blah 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 and you know there's a story over there in terms of our adoption but it it democratized expression from the fact that today any single person no matter who he is what walk of life he came from where he grew up what he studied which city town village he lives in overnight has the ability to express himself and overnight has the ability to get validated get accepted by his community by his peers for what he believes is his culture for what his community believes is their culture and that's what it really validated today right and you see people who are even grandparents age like people in their 60s using tiktok and loving it because overnight uh. they got a platform to do what they genuinely enjoy doing and they got validation mm. from their community so the content dovetailed into community they got a lot of validation and most importantly they enjoyed expressing themselves which otherwise they haven't they haven't they, you know they would have to wait for captive antakshari parties to do that and how few <laughs> and far are those you know happening at least you know in modern society true sorry yeah, sir i stole that one away from you <laughs> why do you hate it then इतना अच्छा है तो फिर क्यों यार सिर्फ क्योंकि because I promised that we wouldn't make this an advertising podcast okay touche all right good you know what you said something very interesting and that's why I feel like maybe people got threatened by TikTok say like the influencers who so किसी ने एक बड़ा interesting example दिया था कि मैं गाड़ी में बैठी हुई थी किसी ने मेरी story बताई and उसका driver था and she was some influencer बंदी verified on Instagram and then she saw her driver any tiktok bana raha tha he had more followers than her and she was like yeah, how is this yeah. possible yeah. and the funny thing is wherever man goes we always like to create hierarchies instagram is a hierarchy if you're Absolutely. verified you are legit if you're not verified you're nothing if you have a certain amount of followers you know there is this constant desire to make everything something that you have to reach or earn and tiktok was really me aap logon ne emo boys of india dekha i i follow kya zabardast platform hai wo yaar i love it i think this is the <laughs> emo boys of india i have to look this emo up emo boys of india wow okay aap ne need you should please follow it we we yeah. love it like Yeah. Like, Notice how she sets her hair when she sings. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember the Joker dude. I mean, he was a big thing, and then we had a lot of these jokers in Pakistan also, like the, uh-huh. yeah, the jaw Joker. thing that he used to do. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Uh-huh. But uh, it's just sad that wherever we go, even the internet is supposedly supposed to be free for all of us, but we have to pay for it. You get me? And then the different forms of internet and welcome to the third world. तो हर चीज में हम अपना वो हायराकी वाला स्टैम्प डाल देते हैं एंड टिकटॉक वाज दिस ब्रेथ ऑफ फ्रेश एयर आई थिंक वेयर एज यू ब्यूटीफुली सेड इट इट वाज डेमोक्रेटाइजिंग यू नो सोशल प्लेटफॉर्म यस एन एक्सप्रेशन यू कुड बी एनीथिंग अटेंशन 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 हां अटेंशन आल्सो आल्सो कॉज्ड अ लॉट ऑफ टेंशन या <laughs> in many communities and many homes but yeah i think that's the that's kind of the way forward that's the radical way forward right there if you look at the word radical in itself where anything which allows people to be on the same platform people get upset by that and that in itself is a radical step uh, because people don't want i don't think i'm going to be a bit controversial here how does one stay powerful if there is equality it, doesn't it will no longer sustain the model that we all are all under so there always has to be some kind of a earning process going on i guess i mean yeah 
So there's a constant learning process, a constant earning process, and a constant yearning process. Uh, this is the stage of the of the podcast, Asad, where you get to tell the listeners what you're listening, what you're working on right now, and where they can find you, and where they can see all your cool content, and then we'll go go over to the Fatwa team. And they'll do the same as well. I think uh, we are now the vibes working on um, a series that's coming out in mid-March. It's called Cruising Legends, Dawn Patrol. It's a adventure biking travel series uh, that uh, takes you exploring the northeastern part of India. It's set in Arunachal Pradesh. I mean, the northeast is, I essentially believe that it's like the last frontier, at least for India in that sense and uh, it's very unexplored and virgin in that sense and uh, I think uh, it's gonna kind of open up people's minds about the people uh, I mean even in India people don't know about what we have in the northeast and the treasures that are waiting to be uncovered in terms of uh, any experience to be had. And Asad where can our listeners find you where can they watch your cool content? This would be streaming on all the platforms that we are available on that's Facebook, YouTube, uh, Instagram, and it's also going to be streaming on this uh, OTT platform called MX Player. And uh, yeah, these are the places where you can find our content. And yeah, this is what we're working on right now. And uh, we hope to leave people inspired with this. Yeah. Cool. All the best with that, Asad. Abdullah, what are you guys working on? And where can our listeners find all your cool products, clothes, mm-hmm content everything that you guys are working we on. were releasing our concept three videos on instagram and youtube and a music video releasing soon we're basically uh working on this concept for gangs or concept of the remnants of gangs in karachi mm-hmm. so we're trying to be a bit subtle about it but people who can read into it will see a lot of things and mm-hmm. uh so it's called sins of our fathers so the sins of the fathers or the forefathers of this of the city mm. especially a lot of the oh. content we do is focused around karachi because we feel like this is the actual street city of this country and it's extremely unloved i think american back me up on the rains that mm. have just happened last year <laughs> <laughs> no, even suvir knows that. about that we were offline for like six seven days yeah. so yeah so uh, i feel like we are basically our work is a tribute and is we're trying to create some kind of a i don't want to sound pretentious but some kind of a visual legacy that we see karachi you know we see it we see everything that's happening in it and in our own little humble way we're trying to um, create content around the things that matter we feel to karachi uh, and trying to do justice to it there's a lot of to learn still we're not as fancy as the vibe but inshallah maybe one day go no on what are you uh, we would love to you know cover this editorially this uh, this visual homage you're paying to karachi i think that that's that calls for a curation of sorts you know to larger Woo-hoo! audience all right we did it see that's that's where we wanted to end the whole thing what's similar between youth cultures is now that whether you're in india or pakistan you're willing to collaborate and we have made it happen on this podcast no inshallah we would love to and uh, we're also going to be um sending some stuff over to this platform called it's nice that it's a design platform we're slowly trying to make little little ripples and uh yeah we're just trying we're just trying really hard and uh vibe is a big inspiration for us and thank you for reaching out to us 
हमारे लिए ये छोटी छोटी चीजें बहुत हमें मीन करती हैं इट शोज दैट वी डूइंग वी इन द राइट डायरेक्शन सो वेरी वेरी हंबल आई शुड डेफिनेटली से द सेम शाम्स यू गाइस आर डूइंग सच फैंटास्टिक वर्क एंड यू नो यू यू आर द वंस दैट आर इंस्पायरिंग अस एंड टेलिंग अस हाउ इट्स सपोज्ड टू बी डन यू नो सो वी टेक अ लॉट ऑफ इंस्पिरेशन फ्रॉम ईच अदर थैंक यू थैंक यू एंड वी हैव आल्सो स्टार्टेड अ लिटिल वेबसाइट स्टोर वेयर वी सेलिंग sustainable products which are like very decently priced we're not doing crazy 3 4000 wali shirts and all that stuff it's we're trying to keep it affordable and um, we're doing like stuff which is connected to our concepts so when these things go we'll put in new things and it's not bulk stuff we're keeping everything very sustainable and small and it kind of reflects our city or the culture that we're trying to promote and trying to educate people hopefully on what street culture actually is it's not about wearing high end fashion things with big brands it's about representing where you're from and being proud of what you are and what you wear kuch bhi ho aap thele se bhi kapde utha ke like i've seen people here on rickshaws and uske fit fashion sense hoti hain logon ki and they're not even aware of it you know yes. so we're just trying to celebrate all that stuff and have fun most important thing is just to lovely. have fun lovely yeah lovely all the best with that uh, shams and abdullah and thank you guys thank you asad thank you abdullah thank you shams for taking the time out today and chatting with us and our listeners and i'm sure this has been a very very insightful session for all all the people tuning in and listening to our show wish you the very best with your projects uh, look forward to seeing all the cool content asad and best of luck with the with the kickass uh, streetwear range that you guys are launching look forward to seeing your content as well thank you guys it's been a lovely evening thank i have you. one more question before they go yep yep where me chappal honge होने चाहिए। चप्पल्स आर फेमस। ग्रेट इवनिंग गाइस। बाय बाय। बाय।